The 186th annual meeting is in the books. Yes, it is. So we have uh, packed up, moved back to 515 Mississippi Street and uh, ready to talk about all that happened. Of course, you know, we're going to talk about all the business things, the sermons and uh, the messages that we heard in the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. But uh, also, you know, one of the great parts of the Mississippi Baptist Convention Board is just spending three days, two and a half days together. Right. I mean, just seeing folks and uh, having conversations in the hallway that's right. Not while there's important stuff going on inside, but, you know, <laughs> occasionally having conversations in the hallway. It starts in the line for registration. Right, exactly. Registration. That's right. I saw yeah. that. A lot of good camaraderie there. Yeah, and the registration fellas. line was long yeah. at one point. That's right. Yeah. I mean, sorry if you waited a no, long time. No, I'm just saying but... because there were so many <laughs> that's that were right. registered. That's right. There were a, a lot. Uh, the number that—so let me just get this out of, out of the way. So we are here Wednesday afternoon— the the convention just concluded mm-hmm. hours ago. I feel like this is a post game press conference, and at the <laughs> table with us is Dr. Sean Parker himself. And um, before we bring you in, I just heard from your assistant. Maria does such a good job, yeah, and I appreciate everything she's done for us. I know you you would say the same, but she just told me that seven fifty nine was the total. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything. Yeah, so seven fifty nine, which. How do you feel about 759, Dr. Parker? Well, I think 759 is great, and and, and I haven't gone back and, and uh, looked uh, beyond 2019, but I know that puts us um, that puts us with more messengers than we had last year and mm-hmm. in 2019 mm-hmm. uh, yeah. as well. So, um, so I think that's great. I'm excited about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it was great for me, just to be honest. So I see the sunrise on Monday morning, and then I walked out of the building. I, I do go home at night, but I saw the sun again <laughs> at 12 o'clock when I came across for the board meeting <laughs> yeah. uh, Wednesday afternoon. So it's been a, a whirlwind of a two and a half days here, but yeah, such a great, great time. And so yeah. um, how are you feeling, Dr. Parker? Well, I'm feeling very good now that everything has concluded. <laughs> um, it, it is, um, it is a, a great time of fellowship. Um, it is an exhausting time for those yeah. of us that uh, are are engaged in leadership on any level, but mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, you know, you, you have an adrenaline rush in the process. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I think we had a great we had a great annual meeting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I would say that um, some of the highlights of the meeting, so far as I was concerned, um, were the sexual abuse response team mm-hmm. report. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think I think when when they reported, uh, there was a lot of interest in that, and uh, and when uh, Brad um, shared that uh, the Mississippi Baptist Convention Board is going to scholarship mm-hmm. um, up to a thousand churches yeah. Uh, yeah. for that first year membership, I, I think that was a real high point for everybody. Yeah, um, right. And uh, in fact, I, my recollection is there was spontaneous applause, mm-hmm. and uh, so I was appreciative for uh, for his great job of reporting. And for the fact that the that the messengers embrace that, um, and uh, John, I thought you did a great job of uh, helping us all um, sort of catch the vision of uh, what's going on at Central Hills. Yeah. And well, uh, we're excited uh, about it. For yeah, sure, yeah, I pre- appreciated that. Uh, and uh, and and the video celebrating the past and the present mm-hmm. and the future, mm-hmm. I think brought it all together. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. really, really thrilled about that. And uh, of course, celebrating Garraway's seventy fifth anniversary. That was yeah, just sure. a couple of the highlights. Probably more that. Y'all could bring to you. Yeah, and so beforehand, I understood that you were taking care of Brother Hans while he was in town for Bible Treasures. Y'all are friends, it sounds like. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, he was the uh, he was the exec in uh, Oklahoma whenever I first began working here in Mississippi, okay. and uh, and he was relatively new at that time. So, uh, so we developed uh, you know some camaraderie just based on the fact that that that, uh, that we were both in similar circumstances, <laughs> yeah. but we have a lot in common. Yeah, and uh, and he's a super fine guy. And uh, then, uh, of course, uh, he was hired by Guidestone uh, to be their CEO, and uh, so our, our friendship was already cemented at that point. Yeah. Uh, but, man, he did a fantastic job. Yeah, I've heard a lot of compliments mm. about the Bible treasure yeah. time. Yeah, he, I, he, I, I shared with him uh, that, uh, that, that we love substantive Bible study mm-hmm. uh, for that Bible treasure uh, component, and he provided that. He did. But not only was it substantive, it was very relevant mm-hmm. and applicable and spot on in every yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. He did a fantastic job. Honestly, I've heard more compliments about that part, uh, maybe more so than anything else. Yeah. He he uh, yeah. he did bring the word. You know what he says? We're going to walk through one psalm together. And you know how many times he's got on the platform, you think, well, we're going to take this slow. <laughs> and he did. He did. He did. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. He, and he did a great job of uh, exegeting Psalm 110. And, yeah. And, uh, and truthfully, you know, I've been an Old Testament student uh, for a long time, uh, but, um, but he, he shed light on the significance of Psalm 110 that mm-hmm. I didn't fully appreciate before mm-hmm. this, this week. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, its influence on the New Testament is really uh, yeah. overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. Super encouraging. I was just kind of looking over the program list to remind myself of what happened <laughs> this time. <laughs> yeah. But, John, I'll look to you for a second there. So the testimony from Beth Masters and to have a prisoner yeah. on stage. Just yeah, to, sure. What, can you just summarize that for folks right now? Yeah, and, sure. So, so um, obviously, Margaret Lackey State Missions offering funds mm-hmm. to seminary programs inside the state, one at Parchment, one at Central Mississippi Correctional Facility, and uh, one of those students came and uh, shared a testimony of her coming to faith inside of the prison system, but also entering into the seminary program and just talked about how how important it was for her, you know, to grow in her faith inside of the, the prison system. Mm-hmm. So enlightening to people, too. Uh, it's amazing to me. I talk about it all the time because it's yeah. part of what I do, right? But I'm yeah. amazed at how many times we have these conversations and people go, I didn't know that was going on, right? So... Uh, it's really good. It's a beautiful picture, I think. Those testimonies like that to remind us of the breadth of of Mississippi Baptist cooperative life. Mm-hmm. You know, that testimony was obviously meaningful to me because of my position. Uh, but the testimony we had this morning, the the young man who at 10 years old was entered into the Baptist Children's Village, left Baptist Children's Village went to Blue Mountain College, left Blue Mountain College, Mm -hmm. went to a Southern Baptist Seminary. Mm -hmm. Now out of the Southern Baptist Seminary being planted a Southern Baptist church in another, you know, you just, it's, it is, that was very meaningful to me. It's a beautiful picture of this guy who Mississippi Baptists have been instrumental in his life from the very beginning. And that's, those stories are all around us. Yeah, I don't know that this was uh, overt uh, to the messengers, but uh, I know the Order of Business Committee, when uh, when consideration was being given to the testimony mm-hmm. component, the the uh, objective was to celebrate ways that Mississippi Baptists have uh, impacted people. Yeah, and and the MBCB has impacted mm-hmm. uh, individuals. So, uh, you know, each one of those testimonies did that uh, in a different sort of way. 
because obviously the, um, the the prisoner who was here on Tuesday morning yeah. was a great testament to the impact of Mississippi yeah. Baptist life uh, on the culture. And then Walter Mixon, Tuesday yeah. afternoon, yeah. one of our associational mission strategists, um, who has been fostered in the faith, um, mm-hmm. you know, as a Mississippian. Uh, and then Tuesday night, uh, a lot of people might not have uh, been here Tuesday night, uh, but Eddie Jones mm-hmm. is a Mississippi legend. Yeah, uh, He planted the first African-American Mississippi Baptist Church back mm-hmm. in the early 80s, mm-hmm. and, uh, and he shared a testimony and had one of the ladies who was baptized in that church uh, share how she came to know the Lord. And then, uh, of course, this morning, uh, Lee Davis, uh, yeah. church planner, uh, former resident at the Children's Village. So so all of those testimonies really celebrate the way mi- the Mississippi Baptist Convention Board yeah. has impacted the state. Absolutely. And we say all the time around here, telling those stories allows us to see more stories. Because yep, as we tell right. those stories, people are reminded of how beneficial CP is, and then it allows us to then invest in more people to create more of those same stories. Right. So yeah, yeah, uh, it's, it's an amazing, it's, it's, I mean, I benefit from CP because I'm an employee and I'm paid by CP, but it's heartwarming to hear those stories like that, yeah. that your CP dollars really are making a difference in people's lives. So good job to the order of business committee, right. Yeah. For doing that. Yeah, no doubt. That's right. That's right. And the music was good. Obviously that Tuesday morning we had Meadowwoods group, which was a conglomerate of some other folks that mm-hmm. aren't leaders specifically at the church, but they've been impacted or involved in worship in the past. Brother Loy got up Tuesday morning with it. You, you defined it as we closed out the session this morning and his, his tone, his demeanor during <laughs> yeah. his message. Yeah. Can, yeah. can you remind us how, how I mean, he, he brought <laughs> well, the word that morning. Well, he, he did indeed. And, um, uh, my recollection is that, uh, when he was uh, nominated for a second term as president, mm-hmm. I've forgotten who nominated him at this point, but, um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, one the statement that was made uh, in that nomination speech was that um, he's such a mild-mannered guy, it would be hard for you to believe that he actually played football at Mississippi State. Yeah, that's Wade, Wade Stevens. Wade Stevens okay. made yeah. that statement. That's yeah. right. And I agreed with that statement wholeheartedly mm-hmm. because he is as mild-mannered as they come. And so I was listening to him preach Tuesday morning, and I was thinking to myself, that is the football Lloyd, <laughs> if there is a football yeah. Lloyd still in there, yeah. because yeah. he was full of energy and vim and vigor and spiritual yeah. um, spiritual strength and did yeah. a great job. And Wade also said in that nomination speech that if there were a Mount Rushmore of nice people, yeah. that <laughs> Lloyd would be on it. Uh, you know, truthfully, one of the highlights of, of the convention for me um, was the nomination speeches. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes those can, can uh, you know, become a little bit doldrum, but boy, mm-hmm. they didn't this year. They were really <laughs> focused on yeah. the right things and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, kind of gave you insight into the individual. So uh, I thought everybody yeah, did a great good. job. It was, it was. I see you have a few notes there. Is there anything else that you want to mention before we, we took off on anything else? Well, um you know, I, I think another another moment that was special for yeah. everybody who was in attendance was the recognition of Dr. Tommy King on mm-hmm. Tuesday afternoon. Um, of course, Dr. King has been involved in Mississippi Baptist life for decades mm-hmm. and uh, served as the president at William Carey University, just recently retired, and it, it is really a, a sort of an iconic figure yeah. uh, in the minds of most of us. And 
and his health is waning at this point. But for him and uh, Miss Sandra to be here and uh, and to allow us to recognize them that way was was really a special moment, I think, for them and for all of us. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was also just an awesome moment when the new president comes up. Yeah. It's almost like a passing of the torch, yeah. you yeah. know, and yeah. so uh, that was a real special moment, I'm sure, for the William Carey folks, but for Mississippi Baptist as well, to see the torch being That's passed right. to a new That's leader. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and, man, our colleges, too, just – you know, all of them were down in the exhibit hall, of course. We heard from Blue Mountain, Blue Mountain Christian University, we hear, right? So, yep, yep. And, um, and we saw that from uh, William Carey, but also MC had a very large presence uh, here as well. It's good to be reminded of that, too, that we have three strong universities. Mm-hmm. Uh, no doubt about it. And, you know, we're, we're really one of the few state conventions that still have a strong relationship mm-hmm. with, uh, with that many institutions. Yeah. And it's... It's not just that we have a relationship with them. We have a positive right, yeah. relationship with them. It's yeah. healthy. Yeah, yeah. So going back to the, the sermons, so we, we did hear from, um, we heard from Lloyd uh, Breck Ladd also, right, was the uh, the convention message. And, uh, of course, you, you preached as well. We'll get to that, I'm sure, toward the end. But this morning, man, Willie McLaurin. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he revealed something about his past that I think we will not let him go down in Mississippi. <laughs> There's no doubt. One time in his life, early in his life, I'm sure before his conversion, he was known as Mac Daddy. So um, <laughs> Dr. Mac Daddy really did a marvelous he did. job. He did. Of preaching the word. Yeah. Dr. McLaurin is, um, I think, a great leader for Southern Baptist mm-hmm. during these mm-hmm. days. I'm, I'm very, very excited about about yeah. his leadership. I will yeah. never look at jumper cables the same way ever again. <laughs> <laughs> that story he told us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so Powerful. funny. Yeah, it was. He did a, a great job. You know, and we talk about the convention. It is a business meeting. There's business things. We've talked about some of those things that happened, but but the worship, as you've mentioned, the sermons that mm-hmm. we've talked about, it, it is a significant worship experience, really, from the beginning to the mm-hmm. end. Yeah, and, and you know, um, John and Tanner, I... I guess I con- I've contemplated the last couple of years. Um, do we need to streamline things a bit? Um, are there some things that that maybe we don't need to do so that so that we don't have to go at such a feverish pace to be mm-hmm. able to finish a session on time, which uh, doesn't always happen as <laughs> yeah. as was uh, the case this year. Yeah, and and so you know you obviously obviously start thinking about those components that maybe um, you could streamline. Um, and maybe a testimony. Maybe we don't need all the testimonies. Maybe we don't need all of the all of the messages. And and yet, whenever the convention is over and you look back on it, you realize, yeah. no, those were exactly what we needed. Yeah, absolutely, for sure, for sure. That's so, all, and speaking of the time, I was just glad that all my media team folks got to eat this year. We worked out the schedule, <laughs> even despite running late on Monday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. But we tried to make sure behind the scenes that this that spirit and the attitude was continued even behind the scenes. I know you guys didn't see some of that. I kind of act like a liaison between the mm-hmm. church and the committee. And so uh, the spirit behind the stage, not saying it was bad last year, but there was a really positive mood this year, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. And, and I'll take a minute just to shout out for the guys at First Baptist Jackson. Yeah. Um, I know some of them have stepped into those roles recently, but I was very appreciative of their yeah. time and energy and effort that they put in to make those transitions happen 
And so everybody, uh, like for instance, Tuesday night, the combined choirs, that's a lot of people trying to get yeah. on and off that stage. So it was it was a good spirit there. Yeah, and I'll say this too. You know, we have our Maria. It seems to me that First Jackson has their Teresa. Uh, Ter- yeah. Teresa, mm-hmm. at the pastor's conference on Monday night, she was putting icing cups. Mm. I said, Teresa, you don't have to be doing that, right? She said, well, it's going to make the line move faster. So I'm just the, yeah. the spirit over there, so helpful, thanks to – Brother Chip and uh, and their staff as well. It's yeah, no great. doubt. We you know we pass a resolution every year expressing appreciation to them, and uh, uh, that's not an academic exercise, <laughs> right? Yes, yeah, because sure. the appreciation is deeply felt. It is, and um, you know they bend over backwards to try to make it a comfortable experience for us, mm-hmm. and I deeply appreciate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Tuesday night is always uh, the big night, right? This kind of the seems like it's like a almost a uh, uh, bringing to an end, but not quite because we come back on Wednesday morning, but Tuesday night. And so that's the night where your sermon is offered, right? And so um, we had a reveal before yep. you got up and preached. And so uh, we won't let Tanner talk about it. We'll let you talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, I appreciate Tanner's leadership because uh, his leadership here in the building uh, really helped us uh, move that ball down the field. But uh, we did reveal a new logo, mm-hmm. and um, truthfully, I was probably more nervous about that than any other <laughs> aspect of the of the annual meeting because um, you know you never yeah. know how people are going to respond to right, something right. like that, and I, I felt maybe uh, an, an added measure of responsibility for it. But I, I think that the reveal went well. You know, the the reveal through the video uh, was well done. And then the the uh, affirmation that I got yeah. afterwards, and then again this morning, has all been very positive. Yeah. And uh, so I, I think you know Mississippi Baptists are are excited yeah. about something that kind of indicates a uh, new direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime you give preachers coffee mugs, you're already you can almost oh yeah, yeah. that way. Oh, so. I, I heard they I heard they went very quickly. And what's interesting is. Uh, y'all knew this before it happened, but uh, was it a week or two before? Brother Lloyd had been working on his sermon for a long time yeah. and spoke directly to elements that are within the new logo. Mm-hmm. His yeah. title of his yeah. sermon was Water Crisis, and he mm. talked about water. Yeah, And and that, that was incredible to see how that message kind of lined up and and flowed into Tuesday's evening. No no doubt about it. And, you know, Lloyd and I had no prior conversations about that. <laughs> that was just the Holy yeah. Spirit, so... Yeah, it's good. And, you know, I, I'm looking forward to just the moving forward, putting this new face out among Mississippi Baptists because, you know, 760 maybe are aware of it. And, uh, of course, we were comp- Tanner was complimented. I had a friend of mine send me a screenshot while you were preaching. Sorry. <laughs> but the uh, they had, Tanner had already changed the logo, you know, on Facebook and, and all the social media stuff was already transitioned. So, it's out there, and uh, as it gets as it gets among Mississippi Baptists, I think it's just going to be more and more excitement. Yep. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, and on that note, you'll you'll see things drip out there and change as we go about. A new website should be coming soon. We hope. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, so one one thing I don't want to miss uh, from saying from this overview of thinking back, and it just came to my mind, but the budget presentation. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's numbers. Yeah. Who gets excited about numbers, right? <laughs> yeah. Except it's great to see how God's using those numbers for his glory. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm following the script with Greg because I want to stay on point for mm-hmm. the budget presentation. And then at the very end, we go through our few slides, and uh, Brother Greg just kind of goes off script and <laughs> yeah. has a passionate plea for putting your dollars in, to fund the mission. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, you you men know him better than me. I, I really appreciate him the more I've get, gotten to know him, but that spoke to me, mm. his passionate plea. And I, I really appreciate that moment. Um, John, I don't know if you were in the room. You, you were in the exhibit in the hall room. back and forth. Yeah. I, I'm aware of that, but I really appreciate that from Brother Warnock. Absolutely, he he, he did more for the cooperative program in those few words <laughs> than than uh, mm-hmm. probably could have been done with any other presentation related to the cooperative program directly. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, and and Greg's just that way. Uh, Greg is uh, he's he has a very discerning spirit. He's very intuitive, and I. I think he recognized that um, that the the um, the fire was ready for him to be able to yeah. you know take a uh, a stab at that, and mm-hmm. uh, so he did. And uh, my recollection is there was spontaneous applause whenever he finished. Uh, mm-hmm. So not only did he do a great job of uh, really highlighting the cooperative program, but uh, but there was a spirit of resonance I think among mm-hmm. the messengers in his presentation. It was just an yeah. honest plea, it felt yeah. like from his heart. I appreciate that. Yeah. And just just for the record, and we can drop these links in the show notes as you're listening to the podcast, but you can go back and reference each session on our YouTube and Facebook channels if you would like at any time at your convenience. So yeah. that'll be available. It's available right now as we're recording, but we'll publish this uh, October 31st. You'll have that ready. Yeah, yeah. So. I wanted to return back to the very first thing that you mentioned, which is, which was the sexual abuse response team, yeah. right? They made a report and um, very capable group of men and women that have been gathered together by, by Dr. Lloyd Sweat to to continue to move us forward thinking in this direction. Um, and they made uh, us aware of some resources that are already out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can talk, if you want to talk about a couple of those resources, but I was going to say as well, um, nbcb.org slash SART, right? Those mm-hmm. resources are available, so they're yeah. already out there. Yeah. And, and at this point, there really are three resources. Uh, there is, first of all, uh, a postcard size um, resource that just provides a few bullet points mm-hmm. um, that would uh, give guidance in immediately responding to an issue that's brought someone's attention. There's also a poster size uh, like eleven by fourteen poster, as I recall, mm-hmm. that could be that could be posted in strategic spots within a church yeah. that gives the same information. And uh, then there is uh, also um, a guidebook that uh, has been developed. That's a great resource for churches in knowing how to respond, and even more in that, uh, more than that, knowing who to call in your county or mm-hmm. in your respective area if if you need assistance with uh, sexual abuse um, or sexual misconduct of any sort. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and all that's going to be available, already is available is. at the website, mm-hmm. uh, mbcb.org backslash S-A-R-T. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I'm sorry, you know, as I'm sitting here, things are coming to my mind. I probably should have made some notes, Tanner. But <laughs> the other thing that... Um, we ran from meetings to meetings to <laughs> yeah, this, right? Yeah. The other thing that I think was a really neat experience that came out of the church health team was the hallway for uh, prayer. Uh, mm. I was just looking at a few oh, yeah. notes that, that I made, and I, I made a note on that because yeah. I thought that was very special. And uh, Yeah. Um, we had people um, asking us, too. You know, it's amazing. You see those numbers... And we've seen this through the Margaret Lackey stuff as well. Your first reaction is that can't be right. 
Mm. That, that's the first reaction. Yeah. Well, that can't yeah. be right. You know, and those conversations are really good. Mm. They're healthy because it helps us realize where we are as a state. But having where guys could go see their county brings it real close to home. Right, yeah. right. That was well done, and I think uh, much appreciated. Um, mm-hmm. I saw a lot of people walking around with uh, with the stickers indicating yeah. that they had spent some time in the prayer hall. Right, yep, yep, that was good. I learned there's one county in our state. I need to go back and look at the name, though. I can't remember the name off. Issaquina. That has one Southern it's, Baptist church. Issaquina. Yeah. Yeah, Issaquina. Of course, uh, this is only random, one. but there's only like 1,800 people that live in Issaquina, but the, right. supposedly there's 800 and 54 Christians in something like that in Issaquina mm-hmm. and one church. <laughs> and I, I dare say that that one church has 854 right. people, right? So, hmm. yeah. Well, this has been good, Dr. Parker. We didn't leave it, want to leave anything off your list, but is there anything else? Well, your time. well let, me, let me share this one additional uh, item. Um, you know, Issaquina is, of course, in the Delta, mm-hmm. and... Um, and like a lot of uh, the Delta, there's there's a need uh, to reach the African American community yeah. more effectively. Yeah. Um, and and that might very well be part of, of mm-hmm. this particular statistic that you quoted there. Um, I had the opportunity to uh, to be part of the African American Fellowship on uh, Monday evening and, mm. and had the chance to address them. And uh, it was a great group of um, our African-American pastors and church leaders. And we talked specifically about the need for more African-American church planners, more Mm African-American pastors. And uh, they really seemed to be receptive to that and embraced it. In fact, after we finished, uh, one of the pastors came to me and, uh, and, and he said, you know, I have three young men in my church, and I think all three of them probably are headed toward the ministry. Wow. And I'm going to talk with them about the possibility of church planning. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, that's the kind of pipeline we need. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not a proponent of, of starting or planting African-American churches. I'm a proponent mm-hmm. of planting churches. Yeah, sure. But we need some African-American church planners because yeah. they're probably better equipped to reach that demographic than, yeah. than maybe anybody else. So, yeah, sure. So that that's was positive. That's that was, that was, yeah, I agree, a very positive yeah, thing. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It was good to see, just kind of piggybacking on that, it was good to see uh, our uh, Choctaw consultant here as well, yeah, and his yeah. our Hispanic consultant. I yeah. ran into him too, yeah. and so uh, really excited about the things that are going on in the multicultural office. Yeah. I think there's some. By, by the way, Rocky Zeb is our Hispanic consultant, mm-hmm. and uh, Ray Duplessis is our Choctaw consultant. Yeah, yeah. Both great guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. This has been good. I hope so. Glad to sit at the table <laughs> with you men today. Yeah, yeah uh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> We really appreciate it. Um, it's been a whirlwind. We're ready to maybe rest a little bit, but there's no rest for the weary. I know you have a busy schedule next few days and into the weekend, but uh, it's going to be a good good uh, conclusion to the year. I talked to a lot of folks that are preparing for Christmas already, <laughs> yeah. and and so it's that season, especially for the worship guys. Yeah. And so the busy season in our churches across the state. Well, listen, uh, you guys do a great job of, uh, of helping Mississippi Baptists know what's going on around the table and around the state, and I appreciate what you do, and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you don't mind, we love your reviews and how you share the podcast. We would love for you to do that right now. And uh, for all of us at the table, we really appreciate each one of you that are listening to this podcast. We do love our pastors. We love our leaders across the state that are extending 
the call that we have to share Jesus across the state. Thank you so much for listening. Can't wait to join you around the table next time.